Hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Dad College. My name is Cam and I'm joined yet again by David Hogue Esquire. Yeah, that's kind of odd. You'd think you could get somebody else to join you once in a while other than me, but well, uh, when it's in my basement, I guess. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, you do kind of invite yourself, or more so I come and invite myself to your home. <laughs> that's more accurately, more accurate. Um, but it would also behoove us to not decide what we're going to talk about 10 minutes before we record <laughs> if we wanted to bring back nick or anyone else that Any we have on our kind of- list of guests we'd love to have on the show that we just haven't done yet because well planning is not our strong suit dave we always make these grandiose plans and then yes we always sink back down to reality which is you know we'll just go for it it's 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 uh, time consuming being a dad yeah and you know watching tv and <laughs> other not important things. things but but yes yes what you said yes i'm always dadding all the time <laughs> yes yeah we just upgraded the internet at the house so i've watched tv that what, what did i do what was my response oh i can watch more tv mm-hmm. so yeah well i'm glad that you have faster internet now yes makes nice. me happy i love me some fast internet um well, it's been a couple weeks since our last episode. Mm-hmm. Mainly my fault. Sorry. Um, and then it's going to be a couple more weeks till our next episode because holidays and travel and, you know, celebrating Jesus. Yeah. And yeah, capitalism. It's, it's, it's that time of year. Um, so anyways, so we wanted to get one in um, before... All that. So we weren't gone for like a month and a half. Yes. You know? So knowing that, we didn't plan anything. And we decided <laughs> just mere moments ago. See what I'm doing? I'm setting the bar very low, Dave. So they can either stop listening right now, which is like, don't do that, please. Continue no, to listen. Yeah. Because you don't know what's coming. That's the other, the other side of it. This is going to be a fresh... Um, sort of stream of consciousness conversation, like a normal conversation you have with a person. You don't have any preconceived notions about what you're going to talk about. No. Except for maybe a question you're going to ask, which is what I'm going to do to you right now. Okay. What have been the biggest surprises you have had as a dad? Biggest surprises. So either things that happened that you never thought would, um, reactions you had to... Um, situations, um, emotions that have arisen, um, just kind of like what your expectations were going into it, which I'm sure were different with each child Mm -hmm. versus how things shook out and what surprised you the most, either about what happened or how you reacted or, you know, how it's changed you and, you know, perhaps your relationships with other folks. Yes. Well, I would say that's the, the first thing that comes to my mind is you know, people always talk about getting married as the old ball and chain. And like your life ends when you get married and you're not going to have fun anymore. And you're not going to. Isn't it their fault for marrying a lame person? <laughs> so I thought, I th- yeah, because I, I would say for me and Melissa, getting married was like great. You You had a constant. Well, I still do. We're still married almost 24 years. So you have a constant companion. 
you know, I, I know who I'm going to hang out with on <laughs> Friday night or who I'm going to dinner with or, um, you know, so the surprise was kind of, I guess, twofold. One, being married is, I, it still is. I think it's awesome. I love my wife, love being with her and uh, excited about some travel that her and I are going to do over the next couple of years where we aren't going to have kids with us because kids are the ball and chain. <laughs> kids are the thing that make it not fun. And Hey, Olivia. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, and I, I, I really don't even mean that in a mean way, but that's what made, you know, oh, we can't go out. We've got a baby. Um, oh, we can't, you know, be alone and have the time that married people have together because, <laughs> you know, any number of reasons. And yeah. in, in, in you like, uh, you know, the, the different life stages of, uh, when they're little and they're babies, they're just, you're so exhausted when you get to the bed, you're ready to go to bed. That's like, you're like, Oh, I want to sleep. And then as life goes on, you know, there's, you know, my daughters are teenagers and it's the whole, Oh, the bedroom doors closed. They're either wrapping presents or they're having sex. You know, it's like, <laughs> those are the only reasons mom and dad closed the bedroom. You guys doors. wrap that many presents. Huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not Christmas. It's not anybody's birthday. So yeah, it's, um, so it, genuinely, I think that was just the biggest surprise. And then, um, as you've probably recently experienced, you don't just leave the house. You know, you have to take supplies with you and, um, you, there's just a lot more effort to, to just go. And I even remember just having like panic moments of like, where's my kid? Like you'd be driving down the road and be like, where's okay. She's there or okay. She's not there. Where, okay. Melissa's got, you know, that type of thing of just, um, having kids is more of a damper on, I think, your freedom than being married. But we don't refer to the, the kids as the old ball and chain. No. And, yeah, that is an, a weird... Like, I've, nev- I've not heard anyone in my generation use that phrase, or younger. But that is something that I have heard, like, my parents' generation use. Oh, gotta go, gotta wait on the old ball and chain. And yeah. I'm sure my generation and other generations have a similar, you know, term for it. Um, well, I don't even know it's of our generation, but. Well, I'm just like, I don't know. It's one of those things that like I know about because I've heard it a lot from like, you know, people that I would deem as older, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, why that was acceptable. But saying it about your kids is like, oh. <gasps> You're what a what a bad parent. Yeah. But like if you really think about it, yeah. When you have a child, like you're no longer just responsible for yourself, you know? If you care about that child, there are supplies and forethought to go into. Like, maybe I shouldn't go to this rave tonight with my two year old. <laughs> I mean, there will be pacifiers. There will be pacifiers. So. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, but even just like going to dinner tonight, we uh we went out to dinner for the first time in months tonight with some friends. 
and Meredith was coming from work and I was coming from home and I had the baby and, uh, we were going to meet at the restaurant and then she was going to take the baby home and I was going to come here to record with you. And I totally lost track of time. Like a long work day, you know, up really early, worked all day, came home, took care of the animals, took care of the dishes, gave Kennedy a snack. Finally had the chance after like almost 12 hours going all day to sit down on the couch and just kind of like relax. So I threw on some wrestling and it's just like, I'm going <laughs> to chill for a bit. And then all of a sudden it was like five fifty, and I'm supposed to meet these people at the restaurant in 10 minutes. Just me. I'm there at five fifty nine. Right. Oh yeah. But throw in the fact that my kids got a poopy diaper, which was perfectly timed. <laughs> uh, one of the animals is outside. I haven't prepped the diaper bag yet. So I had to do, take care of all of that stuff. Get her in her car seat, get in the car, get to the... I didn't get there till 10 after, or like almost 15 after. Oh, wow. Just because it takes time. Yeah. And then when we get to the restaurant, I then have to go get the car seat out of my car, put it in my wife's car, take her, her keys back. Like, I left a half hour before I got... No, 40 minutes before I got here. <laughs> so, like, I mean... It's, and, it's, and, and we're not... We're talking like... Not uh, very far. This is not. I drove. Yeah, I think the restaurant is three and a half miles from my house. Yeah, and you live four minutes from me. If I go on Four Corners, the back mm-hmm. way, five minutes maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like what a mile and a half away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're talking round trip. Me to the restaurant, back home to your house, back home like less than ten miles. But and it is dumb and is average an example as that is that it's proof to your point doing it with you know doing anything with a child going out is do i have diapers do i have snacks do i have you know a bottle do is she clothed does she have the right attire on am i clothed and attired correctly like the fact that i haven't left the house in my underwear yet (laughs) is a shock um but it, and it really is true. And then as they get older, you know, I have friends that have kids that are a few years older than mine. So I get to kind of see how they do it. And, you know, soccer starts happening or Boy Scouts or 4-H or, you know, cheerleading or, you know, whatever it is that, the, you know, musical um, instrument practice. <laughs> musical instrument. Well, you know, piano or, you know, whatever. Um, like all of a sudden your schedule is totally locked up. Like I was talking to a coworker uh, yesterday at the coffee shop. She had her Christmas decorations and Christmas tree up before Halloween because her and her husband sat down and looked at their calendar between then and Christmas and decided that was the only weekend they had free between then and Christmas where either their son wasn't wrestling or their daughter wasn't at a cheerleading competition. Mm-hmm. Two months of weekends straight, they were booked with kids stuff. And, like, that's a choice, but at the same time, without the kids, that's two months of free weekends. Yep. So, like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I don't mean to belabor the point, but I used to have so much free time, Dave. <laughs> yes, it definitely changes. Like, I would work, and then I would come home, and I'd be like, well, shoot, I got about seven to eight hours to do whatever I want cook some dinner, hang out with the wife, watch a movie, go hang out with friends, you know, work on website stuff. And now it's like the only free time I get is after everyone else is asleep. 
And then that cuts into my sleep. Yes. And then I'm always tired. Yeah. And that's, again, kind of back to just, you know, seizing nap time (laughs) is a moment to get the rest that you need. So, yeah, when when I'm I'm home with Kennedy three days during the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And there have been multiple occasions in the last month where she goes down, I go to sleep. Yeah. Just because that's the only time of the day I'm going to get. Yep. <sighs> so, Anyways. So, so what surprises, what surprised you? What was? Um, okay, I'm going to say something. And I just, the caveat is, this is not at all meant to sound braggy or cocky. <laughs> like just please know that that's not what i'm it, trying it was to a say. genuine surprise to you yeah and and it's gonna come across as i'm really proud of myself for it and that's not at all why i'm sharing this because i'm not i'm not special like i'm just a guy i thought i was gonna be a total wreck like the whole time meredith was pregnant i'd be like driving thinking about it I'm like oh my god i'm gonna have a kid <laughs> You know, and so I expected in the in the delivery room, I was just going to be like a puddle of, you know, goop in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I was like remarkably calm. And then the baby showed up and I thought I was going to be, you know, all emotional and super nervous. And I've been remarkably calm. About 90 percent of the time for the last year. Mm hmm. There's that 10 percent where she's really tired and I'm really tired. And I'm just like, oh, my God, stop, you know. She's crying because she's six months old and is tired. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought it was going to be a lot emotionally much more of a roller coaster for me because I'm an emotional guy. Most people don't know that about me, um, mainly because I'm just goofy all the time, which I think is my way of like protecting <laughs> the emotions. So usually it's like the emotions people see in me is goofy, which isn't even really an emotion, and angry. Yeah. You know, and then. There's a lot that I think people don't see because I try and hide it because that's, you know, the macho thing to do. And I'm still immature about my emotions. Um, But I really thought that, uh, especially when she was, you know, the first kid, like that I would just be emotionally very turbulent Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm trying to figure it out. And um, while there have certainly been times where, I've been very frustrated um, when when I don't know what's wrong and she's fed and she's clean and she just won't go to, like, she does not sleep. She slept through the night for the first time two nights ago. She's wow. a year old. <laughs> it took her over a year to sleep through the night. Yeah. And she didn't go to bed till 1130 because it took us two and a half hours to get her to go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. But when she finally went to sleep, she was like totally cashed out. So anyways, all of this to say is I expected to be much more emotionally up and down and much more kind of um, at my wit's end Mm -hmm. than I have been. It has been a remarkably steady and calm first year. Now, a lot of that is because my kid is genuinely happy. Yeah. Like she's just, she's a minus the not sleeping bit. She's super easy. She yes, that she's helps. smiley. She's she loves people. Um, 
she knows when she's getting her photo taken. Like she, like she's just, she's, she sits and reads to herself, you know, reads and air quotes. She looks at books, mm-hmm. you know, um, chases the cat around. Like she's just a genuinely curious and, uh, nice little baby. Yeah. And then she gets tired. And I always say when I'm tired, I'm cranky. So why would I not expect that from an infant? Yeah. Um, so I think a large part of that comes or is due to her just being, overwhelmingly like easy to deal with. But I think some of it just has to come with, or has to, you know, has to be me just, I think having more resolve than I thought I would, which is kind of nice. You know, it's kind of nice to not be a disappointment to yourself. (laughs) Like, Oh, I really can do this. Okay. (laughs) Like I'm good. I still have a ton to learn. Right. You know, uh, like just, more than I could even fathom because I'm a year into this with one kid, you know, down the road, if we've got three or four, like that, that is going to shed a much deeper light on the resolve. I think I have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess I was just, I was very happy to realize, no, I can do this. I think I'm going to be pretty good at it. Still really early to tell, but you know, initial signs are, I'm not going to be the world's worst dad. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm aiming for like, you know, at least top 40%. Sure. If I can get up there, you know. So again, I, I hopefully that didn't come across as me patting my own back, but like I was nervous and concerned that this was going to kind of kick my butt, you know, eight ways from Sunday or whatever that saying is. And <laughs> just because you just, I've never done it before. And it's a big deal. You don't want to be the screw up dad. You don't want to be the husband sucks and doesn't do anything you know yes like there's always like you get together with a group of people and there's always that one dad that everyone's like how in the like really <laughs> i didn't want to be that dad nope you know so i guess yeah my my the, the first surprise that comes to mind is that and i'm gonna stop talking because i'm just babbling now <laughs> i do that far too often dave no i and i don't think you probably are you're not babbling. Okay. Well, thank you for that. It's that. It's just that m- moment of it's. It's just called being self-aware. You're mm. like, I, uh, I need to be more self-aware. More self-aware. This, this is true. So I, you know, the uh, there are so many surprises as I start as we're sitting here thinking and we start telling stories of, like I really think we could do several hours of just the things that have been surprising. Um, so one of the things I, I, I will say is, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because it's a bit cliche and anybody that's a parent will experience this in their own way is truly how fast time goes by. Uh, you know, my oldest is 21. My younger daughter is going to be 17. She's a junior. Yes. Is she a junior? <laughs> yeah. She has to be a junior because she just signed a letter of intent to woo, play woo. soccer. So that's I asked for her autograph. I haven't got it yet. <laughs> so that's like a, I'm like a, a okay, that's that. weird. Um, you know, uh, we adopted Wilby. Uh, well, we learned about Wilby. Um, it's almost eight years ago. So, um, really? Yeah. That's yeah. The earthquake in Haiti, it's going to be eight years in January. So it happened in So you've known about him longer than I've been here. Oh uh, yeah, we learned about him in 2010 after the earthquake, and that was in January. Yeah, I didn't come here until June of 2010. Yeah, 
So we knew about him, but we met him in October of 2010. It was the first time we went oh to Haiti. Oh, my goodness. So, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah. So it just it flies by. And I'm sure yeah. this first year for you, you're like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and in that regards, I'm, I, I was telling Cam earlier today, uh, or before we recorded, just how I'm, I'm feeling a bit sentimental and just trying to make a better effort of, of documenting life. I'm not a big photo person. I'm not a big, um, I, I just haven't ever really done that and have just, you know, recently been like, I need to do that better. Well, the good news is, is you have a camera in your pocket. You do have a camera in your pocket and there's an ungodly amount of photos taken every day compared to history. Well, yeah, but you know, if we can park there for a second, what does it tell you about, uh, human nature or what, what we deem as important that we take so many photos? Like that just, I, I don't know what the number is, but I mean, it's just some obscene amount of photos are taken every day. Um, and obviously not all of them are like meaningful and some of them are just like, Hey, I got a pencil up my nose or, Oh, check out my awesome hot dog, you know, uh, or some dirty photos. But, uh, like what it just tells, like, there's something about, like, I love photography. It's a hobby of mine. I'm really into it. Uh, I learn as much as I can. I look back, you know, at photos from a year. So we took photos of Kennedy every month, mm-hmm. the same photos, uh, you know, her laying on a blanket that's got the months laid out and then her sitting in the chair in her nursery, her rocking chair. Um, sorry, it's a glider. <laughs> we didn't want her fingers to get pinched under the rocking part of the chair. This is true. Um, and like, I look back at like the photos from like months, like one, two and three, and they're just awful. Just terrible. And I look at the ones from like, you know, 10, 11, and 12, and I'm like, man, I can see the growth uh-huh. in my... But anyways, that's not the point. The point is like, I love photography. I'm going to keep doing it the rest of my life. But I think just the concept of photography, of freezing a moment in time so that we can remember it long term, says something about our humanness and what makes us, you know human in in the desire to want to remember the desire to want to have a physical or digital like touchstone to a moment in time mm-hmm. um i mean one it speaks to the passage of time and how hard it is to remember important things which i think lends itself to the, the thought of time going fast and flying by yeah like i barely remember what kennedy looks like without the photos i couldn't tell you what she looked like the first few months she's alive yeah because I see what she looks like now, and that's who she is to me. Yep. You know? Yeah, and that's very true. But, like, when the first few months, when they're still kind of just, like, growing and looking less alien-like each day, <laughs> like, I don't really remember that. Yeah. But I have a bunch of photos that help me remember. I go, oh, yeah, that's right. Her skin was much more red. And now she's, you know, like her mother and me, very fair-skinned. Um, you know? Her hair was darker. All that sort of stuff. But, like, without those photos, I don't remember it. And I just think it says something about our desire to, um, like to remember, to be remembered, to have, um, memories that are positive, 
that we can continually bring into our, like there's just something about that that I find very intriguing. I'm having a hard time, obviously, as I'm sure you can tell, kind of describing that, but I don't know. That was a total tangent. <laughs> it's just very, it's very interesting to me. And I think there's more to that. And I'm sure there's, you know, books and articles and, you know, all sorts of stuff about, you know, nostalgia or about mm-hmm. memories and the significance of, of, you know, remembering those things. But I am, I'm not the person to go more in depth than that, unfortunately. But it's just, it's just interesting to me. Sorry. No, it, it, I, I think it is. I think it's very interesting and, um, yeah, it's, this going to be it, certainly as it is right now, the most documented time in history ever in terms of photographs and yeah, until everyone just has a, uh, live feed of the world on their phone, <laughs> which I guess is what like, you know, Periscope and Instagram and Facebook yeah. live are all about. Yeah. So we're getting there. We are getting there. Speaking of which we should start doing the uh, Facebook live videos again when we record or just like maybe portions at the end of each episode. That'd be good. Cause why not? I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. I kind of cut you off there. Didn't I? No, no. Well, I, I had intended it to just be a quick, like I said, it's everybody knows time goes by quick. And I think being a parent really just kind of encapsulates that. So that was just one of the things I was going to say. Um, another thing that surprised me is just how different your kids are. Um, you know, I have two girls that are about four years apart, actually a little more than four years apart. And I truly treated them exactly the same. Um, I don't know how to be a girl. I don't know how to act anyway, other than being a boy. And I roughhoused with both my girls and Caroline, who's my oldest, clearly did not like it. <laughs> and so I quit doing that because she didn't like it. And so when I suppose if you're a halfway decent parent and your kids don't like something in terms of how you engage with them, you, you stop doing it. So I, I didn't do that with Caroline. Uh, but Olivia, that was, she's a lot like me and she likes to rough house and even with being a girl. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, th- so, so yeah, so the, uh, Caroline is a, is a girly girl. Olivia was, um, not as much, uh, she's become more so the older she's gotten. Um, but just, uh, yeah, I, but I, you could tell like, even in her personality, like she can, this is not to say Caroline can't Caroline is, is great and lovely, but, but Olivia has a bit of a, yeah, come at me. Like yeah. try oh, it, yeah. just try it. Like <laughs> she has, she true. has that bit of, uh, um, kind of, uh, the only word that comes to my mind is like chutzpah, which is ridiculous, <laughs> but yeah, that's sort of like more brazen, like, yeah, yeah. Try it. So yeah, unfortunately that's gotten her in trouble at school a little bit this year. Yeah, well, so it's got right. her in trouble last year too, for that matter. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I will never be upset with my kids for standing up for themselves. So, uh, so yeah, just, uh, how different, um, two girls that came from the same parents and I really don't think I've done anything different from one to the other. Now, as I've learned their personalities and who they're who they are, I certainly treat them differently, but, um, from the get go, I, you know, 
And I even think there's some truth to birth order. I definitely think an older child is more of a rule follower than the second child is. And I think part of that has to do with just us as parents. I think you're you're certainly uh, much more on point with the first child and the rules. And mm-hmm. then as time goes by, you're like, you kind of realize, oh, that's not so critical. And you lighten up and, you know, with so having two biological kids and then Wilby's our third. Um, Wilby actually, if if he even realized it, actually has like almost no rules. <laughs> like he, short of like, get up in the morning, get yourself ready and go to school. And then at night, get ready for bed and go to sleep. He doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, he has responsibilities and things like that around here, but he could get away with just about anything. I think <laughs> No, that's not totally true. He would, he would disagree with you. He, he's felt the wrath of dad before. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> and, and, and I would even say I've probably gotten madder at him than I have at the girls now that I think about it. So, um, he's uh, nonverbal, but we communicate. He can say a handful of words. He's learning some sign language, but, um, he has an issue with, with hiding things when he does something wrong and very clearly hiding it, like making the effort to like cover things up and, you know, and it is, man, I think if you ask my, all three of my children, what is the one thing that you don't do to make, to avoid making dad mad? And that's to lie or for that matter, the omission of information, which is tends to be Wilby's case. It it'll just send me faster than just about anything. So, so yeah. So we'll be experienced that. Yeah, I think we all have. Well, not yours. I'm saying <laughs> the the wrath of a parent who has been lied to. And and it's funny to have an adopted child that, uh, and maybe this is another surprise for me is that. I mean, Wilby is my son. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. And, um, you know, I, I think your family members are the people that see who you really are and probably have the greatest, you know, um, well, as I've said a couple times this week, the opposite of of love is not hate, it's apathy. And I think part of the reason why we get so mad with family members is because we care so much. And so, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is when I've gotten mad, it will be, he's gotten the full extent of dad being mad and I don't hold back. And it's because he's my son. <laughs> he knows dad is ticked off and I usually have to apologize cause I've overreacted and he always forgives me. So yeah. Anyway, see, now I started rambling. So you're good. <laughs> you're good. No, but it's, I mean, I think one of the, one of the standout things to me about, you know, Wilby and, you know, the four biological people in your family is like, it's it, from my perspective. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here a lot, but I wasn't around a lot inside your home when he first showed up like right. we were at that point i mean you were helping in the in the youth group but we were getting to know each other yeah I remember thinking this guy's cool i really like him but like we weren't friends we were you know 
co yeah, youth group ministry. people. <laughs> and that obviously has turned into a really good friendship. But I mean, I just, the thing to me that always stood out is like it from day one, it never seemed like Wilby was an outsider in the family. You know, and then as I've gotten to know you guys and, and more and more, and I know Wilby and everything is like, I, I don't even think of him as adopted. I mean, obviously he is. Yeah, and I same like, thing, same thing. You're white, he's black. Like, it's obvious he's not biologically your child. But, like, there's there's never a moment when I'm around you guys where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's adopted. It's just like, what's up, Willby? How you yeah. doing? Like, <laughs> and he's just he's just such so cheery and, at least to me. Like, oh, I, get, yeah. I get to see the good side of Wilby. You know, oh, every, he, every, that's vast majority of the time. And, yeah, every, he's just smiley and laughing and... You know, so it's just, it's been a really cool thing for me and, you know, my wife to see a, an adoption go so well, where it just, yeah, it's, it's the hoax. <laughs> Our crazy world. No, but <laughs> it's like, else. no, I mean, it, it's, but it's just, it's a really good, um, it's just really good because it never even crosses my mind. Like whenever we do talk about it on the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, he is adopted. Like I actually have to remind myself that, that is, that's the case. That is true. I, I know it's, I know it's the case, but it never, it never even crosses my mind. Yeah. It's just like, yep, those are the kids. Yep. And I just think that's a really, uh, it's just really cool. You know, it makes Thank me you. happy. I'm trying to think if I have any other surprises that have come across. Um, I think the other um, big surprise to me has been my wife. Mm-hmm. And again, I think this is more me just not having any clue of what to expect, but like, like she's a go-getter. She's always been a go-getter. Her work ethic, like she just, she is one of those people that will, go and go and go and go until things are done right. Um, and I need someone like that in my life. Cause I'm like, Psh, I'll chill. I'm good. <laughs> Wear my sweatpants, you know, like I'm capable. And, uh, but my default mode is not offense. My default mode is like, can we just like play pickup instead of a competitive game? <laughs> um, and you know, I fully expected that her, you know, go, go get him attitude to continue once we had the baby, but to see her, you know, morph into a mother and not just my wife has been really, really interesting to watch. Um, her instincts are always really good and it makes me crazy. Cause she's like never wrong. <laughs> like I tell her from time to time, I'm like, you know what? I just want you to be wrong once about stuff like this. Just so you know how I feel. <laughs> And she doesn't like that. But I'm like, well. <laughs> um, so it's, I think, yeah, another surprise has just been watching her so seamlessly just transition right into it. Like she's, you know, been doing it for 10 years. And doing it on no sleep and doing it with a really, really stressful job. Uh, putting up with me you know, disappearing for two hours on a Thursday night when all she wants to do is, you know, not have the baby, you yeah. know, and she has the baby. Um, but just, yeah, how much she like thinks ahead and plans and makes it easy for me 
to be a dad, but still be myself and to do what I do well, you know, which is help her relax, (laughs) you know, and have fun with the baby. And, um, yeah, it's just been really, it's been really cool to see her, you know, transition into being a mom and and watching her be really good at it, Mm -hmm. which I assumed she was going to be. It was, you know, one of the many reasons why I married her, but it's just, I mean, it's just neat to see it happen. Yeah. And to be like, man, if I screw up, at least the kids got her, (laughs) you know, like it's not, it's not at all giving me a reason to, you know, get off the hook. But if anything, it's, it's an opportunity for me to be like, you know what? I can do that too. I'm not in this alone. I've got a great partner and, you know, I can allow her to push me to be better on my end. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's just really neat. Um, so, I mean, I'm surprised, but I'm not, but I guess that's more of just like one of the cooler things that that's come out of this is like knowing like we're good. Like if I have a, if I, if I have a down day or week, she's there to pick up the slack and vice versa. If she's just like stressed to the max from work or sick, she should know. I hope she does, <laughs> you know, that, that I'll, I'll pick it up too. So, um, it's just been really encouraging to know. And, and she, you know, has mentioned in, you know, recent conversations, like kid number two, definitely going to uh. happen sometime, you know, hopefully in the near future. I'm just like, Oh my God, can we handle two? <laughs> Cause like she initially, she wanted to wait a couple years. Um, which like in theory is fine, but like, we waited until we were 30 to have our first kid. Yeah. And so, well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but we're no longer going to be young parents. And if you want three or four years between kids and you want three or four, yeah, all of a sudden kid three and four come at a point where medically for her and for the, the baby, it could, it could be right. Dangerous. Doesn't mean it necessarily will be. There are plenty of women who, you know, give birth to women or give birth to children when they're, late thirties, early forties, yeah. late forties even, but I don't think she wants to do that, you know? So yep. we're having those discussions and I'm like having the, yes, I want multiple children. Can we handle that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have the money? Do we have the space? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. So we got pregnant pretty easy with Caroline and just assumed that would happen again with Olivia. And that's part of the reason why they're four years, four plus years apart is because we didn't get pregnant. We had to work at it the second time, so because we started when Caroline was two and ended up taking us like a year plus to get pregnant that second time. So that was a uh, just kind of an unexpected. Just mm-hmm. assumed, oh, we got pregnant the well, first yeah, time exactly. when we weren't even trying, and now <laughs> now that we want to have another one, it doesn't seem to be happening that way. So yeah, and then the other thing with number of kids. Um, and this would be interesting if anybody wants to respond to this that is out there listening is I've, I've heard that two is kind of the easy number because it's, you're like one on one. Yeah. And as soon as you go to three, it's kind of like, yeah, once you're outnumbered, it's like you can have three or you could have 12. You're outnumbered. <laughs> it's just sort of like the, 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 the gap between becomes exponential when you go from two to three. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I've got two sisters, but we're almost four years and almost seven years apart. 
So, you know, by the time my youngest sister was born, I was in third grade. So I was, I mean, obviously still a kid, but, you know, able to feed myself right. and clothe myself yeah. and ride a bike and, you know, entertain myself. Yeah. And that was Wilby for us too, was he almost has four parents versus two when it comes to <laughs> girls. So, but yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to call it there for this Sounds good. episode of dad college. We will have the show notes at supermegacorp.net slash dad college slash 12. Or if you're listening on your phone or tablet, they're probably in the podcast app you're using. Yes. Um, the other thing is our Patreon or supporters. Oh, yeah, thank you. They're wonderful. We just got paid again the other day, and every time I see that, it just makes me smile. We make twenty two fifty a month. We're not raking in the cash. <laughs> like I'm not smiling because we're making buku bucks, but we appreciate that's it. still twenty two dollars and fifty cents that people have decided to say, "Hey, you know what? I want those guys to have it." Yeah, and that's really awesome. Like. We don't need it. We enjoy it. It helps us cover the costs of of the website, the website. and the domain and hosting all the stuff. And, you know, it makes this hobby of ours free, essentially. And the fact that we get to do it and other people allow us to do it for free. Thank you. Like, that's really cool, you know? Yep. So, anyways. Absolutely. Patreon supporters, you guys are awesome. If you want to know more what that's about, go to patreon.com slash supermegacorp. Links are in the show notes for that and for our Twitter and for our email. So if you, uh, dear listener, have um, something that you want to share with us, a big surprise that you had about um, fatherhood, um, let us know. Like We'd love to share other people's stories. Birth order stories. Number of kids stories. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Your your, your take on what you've experienced and observed. Um, or, in, yeah, definitely that. But if if, if you had uh, perhaps a scary or traumatic experience, like mine so far, thank God, has been smooth sailing. Um, but we know there are parents that go through children with, with terminal illness, with not terminal, but very scary illness or accidents that, I think could shed a light on what it means to be a dad from that perspective that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that could be very beneficial to the folks that listen to the show. Uh, if that were ever to happen to them in the future. Um, but yeah, just uh, email us, uh, tweet us, um, let us know. And we'd love to get your story on the show so that w- you can uh, share your experience and help um, some other people out. That would be really cool. Yep. All right, that's it. We'll be back. Like I said, we're going to take some time off for Christmas. Um, And we'll be back in 2018. See you next year. Oh, (laughs) bye. Bye.